to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and on today's episode of People Like Us, I'm very happy to be speaking with Don Blevins. Don, hello. Thank you for joining me today. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's obviously, it's early here. <laughs> yeah. Where, where were you dialing in from, Don? So I'm in Oklahoma, um, which is in the United States, and it's about 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty early. It's, uh, well, it's about lunchtime for me here in Northern Italy. So I will crack on and start by asking the first question, which is, would you like to tell me about where you grew up? Yeah, so um, I started really early. Uh, my father is American, my mother's Korean, and uh, so grew up in Korea when I was, you know, just an infant. And um, from there, you know, as far as TCK goes, uh, moved to Malaysia and then Taiwan. So have those, I guess, three countries as, as a home base for, um, for growing up, but, uh, you know, be at, you know, kind of growing up in the Southeast Asia area, you, you get an opportunity to visit all those locations kind of in between. So, you know, Singapore, Indonesia, Philippines, and places like that. So I feel like, you know, that whole, the, all those countries within that, that area almost feel like home when I think about it as mm -hmm. a kid. Mm -hmm. So the whole sort of South, Southeast Asia belt there, if you like. So what, right. what sort of ages did you move? You said you started out in Korea and then Malaysia and Taiwan. Um, so in Korea, my, my dad was still in the military. Um, and uh, so that was just, I think, um, you know, military brat. Uh, got to spend, you know, a lot of time with my, my mom's side of the family that's still there today. Uh, so I get to hear all those stories, which is great to have some type of connection. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I was just a baby. Um, I really don't remember it very well, but I love to hear their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever I get to talk and visit to them, they always tell me about how they would carry me. And, you know, and it's just a, um, a time where we, we have this connection together. So that, that's great. Uh, so from there... Uh, my, my dad got out of the military and got a job that allowed him to um, be stationed overseas and be an expat. And that's when we moved to Malaysia. So was in Malaysia before I started school and then started school at um, the International School of Kuala Lumpur there. And stayed there till about the third grade. Um, so... Uh, I do remember those years, but obviously those are like, you know, your elementary years and it's just different. You know, I think no matter where you grow up, um, how you are as a kid is different than how you are, you know, 
what we call middle school or high school. Um, so that was, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, um, a lot of fun, um, uh, a different experience than obviously what I, what I experienced in Korea hadn't gone back there. And, um, and then moving to Taiwan where we, you know, kind of finished out until I got to high school. And then my dad was relocated back to the U.S. So um, spent my high school years here uh, as a child. So, so I think. So moving to the U.S. then after spending your, your earlier years in, in Southeast Asia, and as you, you talk now, you describe Southeast Asia feeling very much like home. How was that move to the U.S. for you? Um, you know, it, it was different. Uh, growing up overseas and growing up as an expat, um, I think you you grow up in a different, you know, just a different environment. Uh, I mean, there's just little things from the currency rates. So obviously things are um, a lot cheaper, especially during that time. So it's almost like you're in a different class. And then, um, so you, you have things like, uh, you know, maids and drivers and, and kind of people looking after you and picking up for you. Um, and so then moving back to the United States where, hey, you're kind of very much average. Um, still, still, you know, my parents did very well for themselves, but, you know, you're washing your own clothes and, and picking up after yourself. Um, but then also growing up overseas, you know, the only thing I really knew of the U.S. besides coming back and seeing my family in the summer was what, what you see on TV. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very much, you know, Hollywood and, um, and things like that. So, um, and I think as you get older, you realize, you know, life isn't like TV. And oh. <laughs> so you come back to the realization that, you know, hey, everybody, you know, there's, there's drama, but there isn't drama. Um, and, um, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta fit in, you gotta refit in with, with people that have, um, I think deep roots where you, when you go to like a international school that is primarily for expats, uh, everybody's moving, everybody's transient. So they're very quickly to build bonds and get to know you. We're here, you got to kind of break into groups and it's, it's, a, it's a new, I guess it's a new part of your life that you have, a new skill you have to build. It's like, how do I infiltrate, you know, people that knew each other for, you know, 15 years versus people who are just looking for somebody to experience this part of their life at this time. Mm, so how was that for you? I mean, how did how do you think that you were received by uh, I'm assuming is going to be the sort of monocultural people that have lived and grown up at the same place all their lives? Um, yeah, so it was mixed, you know. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you had, you know, being mixed and and then moving back to I would say a predominantly white environment. Um, 
you know, I didn't go back. We weren't going back to the big city like Kuala Lumpur and Taipei and Seoul. Um, so more, you know, rural town um, in comparison. But, you know, some of the things that, you know, growing up over the years I've talked about with some of my other friends is, you know, racism wasn't something I experienced living overseas. Um, not that it didn't exist overseas, but um, it was just something that I didn't have to experience. Uh, coming back here, um, there's kind of like this mixed bag where some people just invite you in and, you know, naturally they're very loving, but then you have those people who see you as a foreigner, um, you know, initially visually and then maybe personally, because, uh, you know, my experiences were different than theirs. Mm, mm, for sure. And, and did you have siblings growing up? So I did. Um, I have a sister who's three years older than me. She, I think, had it, you know, looking back upon it, probably even harder than I did because she came back as like a senior in high school. Where, so she really didn't have any time to transition. Um, she, you know, she came back and was going off to college. And so, you know, that senior year, your last year of, um, of high school is kind of a big deal. It's, it's like a ascending off year, if you will, you know, a transition of, okay, dependence on your parents to now you're, you know, you're probably 70% on your own because you're living in a dorm and, you know, you're accountable to get your homework done. There's nobody nagging you saying, hey, why is your report card bad? Mm, for sure. So does she live in the States now as well? Or has she gone back to Southeast Asia or, or something else? Um, yeah, so she lives in Knoxville. And, uh, um, and you know, she's been back ever since. I don't. I don't think she's traveled out of the country since she's moved back, but um, she's traveled all throughout the United States. And um, so, which, which has been good, you know, um, her, her life, I think what was, you know, really interesting where she had some college experience and then went into the military, spent some time uh, in the service, got out, um, got to move throughout the United States for different job opportunities. And, you know, she's been in Knoxville, I want to say for five or six years now. Mm -hmm. And she's loving it there. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if she'll ever move. She's really, you know, for those people who haven't been within the United States, Knoxville is, you know, uh, a pretty good sized city that is located at the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, which is a big mountain range. Um, so it's beautiful there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah five, five or six years uh, I'm sure some of our listeners will hear that and think wow that's a long time <laughs> to be living in the one place so what about yourself you said you went to high school in the U.S. and then what happened next um you know out of high school uh pretty much out of high school I got married um and, but I also moved because I was ready to just, I, you know, I guess, do what felt normal to me and move to Florida from Ohio. Um, 
had my, you know, spent time in, I don't know, I want to say like nine different states um, within the United States and uh, went to college, um, got married, had three children. Uh, so kind of lived, I want to say the expat life within the borders of, you know, the United States of, uh, you know, up here in America without needing a passport. <laughs> it was my mimic of, of uh, traveling abroad. So it sounds like maybe a, a slightly easier format in terms of not actually needing the passport, but still having the moves and experiencing, because you know, I mean, in the States, it's a big country. There's a lot of contrast and um, variation with it within the one country. Right, um, which is something that I, you know, I really didn't realize until I would say, uh, you know, the last couple years really that uh, as you know, people talk about TCKs and the need for travel. Um, I always felt it was like an international need that I needed mm -hmm. um, and always felt like, oh, if I didn't have my passport, if it wasn't getting stamped, <laughs> I wasn't really traveling. Uh, but, you know, like, like you just mentioned, the United States is so big and it is really so different depending on, you know, the differences really lie, I would say, culturally, um, north and south. So you have like the Canadian border at the north, which is very different than central, the central part of America. Um, and then to the south part of America, which, you know, has more of the Spanish feel to it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it is like you're traveling across countries if you will but um and that could be expected you know when i think back upon it if i want to analyze it a little more could be right why i went from the south to the north and back down you know to the south and you know i've only lived in oklahoma here for one year so you know uh, i made the move again <laughs> So what, what prompted your latest move? Uh, work. Um, so uh, was in the middle part of America in Alabama, which is along one of the coasts, the Gulf Coast. And, uh, and work needed, you know, some help further west. And so I, I was willing to, well, you know, I had an opportunity to move to different locations, but I had to pick one. So Oklahoma was it. Okay. So having lived in different countries, different states across the United States, I'm going to ask you now, so where feels like home for you? Um, you know, I guess uh, from a, a nurturing standpoint, Asia will always feel like home. Like, I, I feel like you know, like birth home always feels like Malaysia when I think about it. Um, but, uh, you know, growing up where I feel like I was most influenced was probably in Taiwan. And, um, and then, but in my later years, like now, I feel like home is, you know, wherever my parents are it's like 
you know, it's more of I'm home when either they're visiting me or I'm visiting them. So when the family kind of gets together, that feels like home. It, it, it's kind of the borders have disappeared a little bit. Mm -hmm. So home then sounds like a mixture of the, the memories from your childhood and, and Southeast Asia and the people who are close to you, that is your parents. Right. So looking ahead then, how do you see the future? Is it a life of more moves or a desire to settle down or, or something else? You know, so a lot of transitions happened, I would say in the last, actually just a couple of years, um, personally. Uh, got a divorce uh, after, you know, 24 years, which, you know, really ends up being life-changing because you can, you have the opportunity to think outside of your, uh, or within yourself, mm -hmm. instead of thinking outside of yourself. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely more travel. Um, but, uh, you know, my girls uh, live with me primarily, so have at least a couple more years in Oklahoma before I can make like a crazy move. But, mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm definitely afforded the opportunity to, you know, maybe take a little more trips where you know I, I have less to schedule. Um, having three daughters, uh, one in college, another one getting ready to start college. Um, you know, my ticket budget has, it isn't as, as big as it used to be. <laughs> oh, I understand. So you, you mentioned a, a crazy move. What does that look like? Uh, you know, I always have this dream of moving and you and I talked about this a little bit, uh -huh. um, you know, to Greece or Italy or Spain around the Mediterranean, um, having had the opportunity to travel to uh, Turkey um, for vacation. Um, I just loved that, that region and that water um, and said, oh man, I, I, I'm really going to come back here. Uh, so that is just stuck in my mind for, I'd say the last 10 years of all the places I've been where I'm like, man, I'd really like to go there. Um, I don't know if I'd want to go forever, but you know, three or four years, uh, might be really interesting and, and then see what happens. Um, so that would be a big move for me. Uh, and then there's always the opportunity to go back to Asia. You know, I, you know, uh, my mother being a Korean, you know, I've, you know, looked into like, Hey, what would it take for me to have dual citizenship? It's actually not that difficult. I could get a Korean passport pretty easily. Um, which opens another border to me to go work and, you know, not have to try and figure out how to get a work visa into another country and, and things like that. Um, and then from there, you know, it's a little easier to hop, if you will, to different locations. Definitely, you know, while it seems like there's a, a lot of opportunities, you know, especially this year, I've, I've noticed that 
you know, the desire for the big change isn't as pressing as it was, you know, 10 years ago, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what do you think has changed there? Um, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because okay. I've, uh, I've traveled, I traveled enough where, um, you know, you, you get to the point where you realize, well, you can travel and, and there's a difference between traveling and home base, if you will. Um, so, uh, living somewhere is different than vacationing somewhere. And, yeah. and what do you want, what do you want to experience? Do you want to experience the vacation aspect of the countries you go to, or do you want to experience the living, um, lifestyle of where you're, you're going to, um, and then second is, you know, we're not getting any younger. So it feels like, this is true. you know, there's, there's different things that I'm valuing as I get older. And I, I, and thinking about it, I think that's the big change. It's like, you know, my kids are leaving the house. Mm. So there's parts of their life that I still want to be part of, like them getting married, having a family of their own, you know, you kind of get into this you know, single, at least for, for me, this single to being a parent, to being a grandparent role. Mm-hmm. And each one of those stages, you know, tugs at your heart a little differently. Yeah. So speaking of your kids, you know, you mentioned having lived in different states within the United States. Was that uh, something that you was that a deliberate choice to give your kids the opportunity to have a varied um, experience of growing up as you had. Um, when when I speak with um, TCKs about you know either kids they have or kids that they might have, it's often um, something to consider. As you know, do you want them to have a more stable in terms of location upbringing? or give them the opportunity to, to experience different places? How was that for you? Um, you know, I felt like it was just me chasing the dollar, if you will, sure. um, for different careers. Uh, and, but, you know, also it might've just been, hey, you know, me moving from one side of the country to the other, just didn't seem like that big of a deal. Like it seemed normal. Packing up and going was okay. You know, let's let's do this. I I, I don't. I didn't have deep roots anywhere that you know kept me from saying I can't leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I guess for my kids, I just assumed they would adapt. Just you know, as I did. And do you think that was a, a fair assumption? Um, I think it's a mixed bag, you know. Yeah. Um, so we stayed in Alabama for maybe eight or nine years before I moved to Oklahoma. So I definitely think the move from Alabama was a little tougher. You know, 
those are years where you do build some good friendships, especially in, in, in school where you get to see these kids every day for, and you live with them in the same neighborhoods. So for eight, you know, for almost 10 years, they built these bonds with these kids. Um, but they've adjusted well, you know, um, so when we moved to Oklahoma, probably the hardest part was this whole COVID pandemic that it seems like the world is experiencing. Oh, yes. So, so that made it, I think that was the hardest part about this last move because they didn't have the opportunity to go meet new people. We were stuck inside the house and school was finished up in their bedrooms. And, um, you know, my girls are, uh, very active athletes that, you know, as golfers, um, and they couldn't do those things until this year, you know, when things kind of opened up, um, and, you know, this year gave them the opportunity to meet new kids. And, and it seems like they're building a, a pretty good connection here now where, you know, I think they, they're thinking twice, like, Hey, I kind of like it here. They're starting to see the opportunities and um, the love of different areas. Because I know they loved Alabama in their young years. And now they're in Oklahoma and there's parts of Oklahoma that are starting to tug at them now too. So, which I think as a TCK is, is what happens is you, you find things that you really like in these different countries and cultures. And, you know, you, you realize um, at least my experience with TCKs is they tend to love easier, if you will. They, they look at the positive things in life a, a little mm -hmm. more clearly. Um, so when, when you meet them or when they see them, you're just, it always seems like it's a little more uplifting experience. For sure. Um, and when your daughters would, would talk about you, their dad, how do they see you in terms of where you're from? Like if they were to introduce you to their friends or? Um, I would say in, so my daughters look very different, you know? I think they're a great exper experiment of science, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and they're, you know, it, in the United States, or here in America, there's this phrase of, you know, it's in the water um, for people having babies or, or people acting crazy, you know, there's something going on. But my girls look very different. My oldest has, you know, curlier hair, is very tan. Um, she's a little taller and she was born in Ohio, which is in the middle of America. Uh, my middle child is born in the northeast corner of America, which is right on the border of Canada in Washington State, so where Seattle would be. Um, and she has dark brown hair and is as pale as a ghost. Um, and then my youngest daughter was born in California, and she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, okay. So when you go to those regions, they look like where they were born. And so we always just say, hey, it's in the water. It really is. There's something to that statement. Oh, that's brilliant. 
yeah. So when they look at me, um, you know, I can see some of the same um, experiences in their life that I had to experience. And that was, you know, really when they were younger, race wasn't an issue. And I think they thought of me as a white American. Um, they just didn't have the concept of, of, of being different. But now as they get older and I get to experience, you know, conversations with them, um, Haley's just like, oh, you know, everybody says your dad's Asian. Um, and then there'll be people that will tell her that, hey, because of me, that, hey, you're Asian. And she's just like, well, no, I'm, I'm white, you know? So she's having to go through those same topics that I had to go through as I was getting older. It's like, well, what, you know, what are you? Where, where are you from? Um, and yeah. they have a hard time with that too, because, you know, they're born in one state. They've moved three or four times. They're living in another state. Um, and, you know, that idea of, you know, where are you from is different than what do you call home? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's fascinating. And Don, I'm aware we've almost got to the end of our time here yeah. together. As usual, the time always flies by. I'm just going yes. to wrap up with one quick question. And that's, would you like to tell me about what do you think is one of the best things about being a TCK? Um, you know, we kind of hit on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I really like about TCK, at least the TCK people I've met, um, is how they kind of draw on what's great about where they're at and the people they're with. Um, you know, they have, I guess, unique stories. They, you know, especially if you meet them in, in the United States or here in America, you can go to a Vietnamese restaurant and have a conversation about Vietnam or a Malaysian restaurant, have a conversation about Malaysia. Um, and they're real conversations about experiences they've had. Um, if we go to, you know, have tea somewhere, you know, you can talk about your trips, you know, in Europe or something. Um, so that's what I, that's what I really like is I feel like, you know, there just seems to be a little more joy in their outlook in life. And then you always get back to the point where you're like, oh, I wish I could travel back somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. So like the ability to see the positives. Mm, I like that. Don, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, thank you. Um, I enjoyed it and uh, look forward to chatting uh, again. For sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.